It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? The Washington Wizards lose to the Denver Nuggets 118-104. Now they have lost four games in a row. But some of the young guys did look good tonight. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day where you're free and available wherever you get podcasts. It's your host, Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. Talking about the Wizards once again, coming off a of back-to-back. The Wizards have now lost four straight. They are now 32-41, and 4-11 and 11 since the All-Star break. Um, and they have lost nine of their last 12 games, and they are three and a half games behind the 10th spot. So the playing game looks further. The playing tournament is looking further, further, further and further away. Kyle Kuzma with a bad ankle sprain, and also now uh, Bradley Bill was out tonight with knee soreness. Um, Are the Wizards doing a soft tank? We'll talk about that later. But we're going to talk about the young guys first. Uh, What were your thoughts on Denny Obvious' performance, 16 points, Jordan Goodwin with 12, and Johnny Davis with 7? What were your thoughts on the young guys tonight in the loss to the Nuggets? One word, man, intriguing. I'm going to say that, intriguing. Um, It all started with Johnny Davis doing that up and under, man. I was like, okay, all right, now we're cooking a little bit. Um, I like what I saw, man. I, I'll tell you what. You know, we got a big laugh last night, man, but we must have lit some kind of fire underneath Denny, man, because he was he played well tonight, man. I mean, seven for nine from the field, one for two from three, 16 points, eight rebounds, six assists. I mean, I guess the only negative would be four turnovers. But, I mean, outside of that, he played well. He he, he responded. You know, he responded, you know, with uh, Bill and Kuz both being out of the lineup, he responded. Uh, hat goes off to Przingis. I'm gonna say this, man. I, I this is what my thought process was during the game. I'm a big fan of KP, man. And if I have to make a choice who stays, who goes, I I don't mind seeing KP stay here long term if he's gonna be healthy. And this is because he, you know, without him, we this game wasn't close in the first half. You know, he kept us in the first quarter in this game. You know, he was making good shots. So I mean, really shout out to KP tonight. Um, Gafford, a little underwhelming. Uh, kids for the struggled and then but i mean looking at the young guys back looking at the young guys uh goodwin 12 points he showed up tonight he did well off the bench and then johnny davis seven points it wasn't really efficient three for nine oh for three from uh three point but you know overall man i'm very intrigued by this young cast I, I like what i see from them you know i saw energy really they were the only energy outside of kp these young guys brought the energy and this is what you want to see you know because you, I, I believe with these next nine games, we need to go ahead and see what these young guys can do. You know, I'm, I'm going to bring another name up real quick. Quentin Jackson, I think he needs to be brought up. I think he needs to, I need he needs playing time. Uh, we, none ain't playing. You know, you got Johnny up there. I like to see what Quentin can do with the Wizards. But I'm intrigued, man. You know, definitely give these young guys some minutes. Um, but, man, this loss, man, it's just it's, – it's the same issues, perimeter defense. 
they lit us up. I mean, Michael Porter Jr., man, look, people forget that he was a top prospect at one point. I mean, it was just injuries for him early on coming out of Missouri. But Michael Porter Jr. can shoot the rock. I mean, and he showed it tonight. I mean, he shot well. I mean, Jokic did his thing. Um, I felt like Denny did well against uh, Gordon, Aaron Gordon. But it's just we can't defend. And we, we stayed with him in the, in the first half. But another issue from the season, the lack of adjustments in the second half, they ran in the third quarter and they took the game. I feel like if we made the proper adjustments, maybe we could have rolled with them in the second half because it really was a tale of two different halves. The first half was, you know, we, we rolled with them. You know, we, I feel like defense went all the way there because for some reason we we're very slow on, on, on rotating defensive assignments. And for some reason, every team in the league, once they pass the ball around, there's always an open shooter. So they, they got to get on that, man. But yeah, you know, getting back to the young guys, man, very intrigued. I like what I saw, you know, it's an L, but I see progress with this young group. So. Yeah, Denny showed some flashes tonight, 16 points, had a really nice in and out and, and dunked against Aaron Gordon, had a really nice turnaround jumper uh, at the end of at the end of the shot clock, had a nice layup on a fast break as well. Um, seven for nine from the field. I thought he finished well tonight. Uh, 14 points in the first half, but only two points in the second half. So that's, that's the only down part about it. You know, you just have to uh, continue to do that throughout the whole game. Um, uh, it looks like the Nuggets made adjustments on him. And they guarded him differently. Uh, but I was impressed. You know, eight eight rebounds, six assists. So it's all an all-around game, one for two from the three-point line. He took advantage of, you know, Kuz not being there, Brad being out. Um, you know, he has to start and he had to step up 32 minutes tonight. Uh, Porzingis had 25 points in 22 minutes. Did did get into a little bit of foul trouble. He had three fouls in the first half. Gaff had six points in five fouls. Um, and uh, I, I like what I saw from Johnny Davis. Played with some confidence. The up and under layup was a really nice layup. That was a beautiful layup. Showed showed off some of the athleticism that he has has there. Jordan Goodwin played with a lot of aggression there tonight too, with twelve points. Um, but yeah, I mean they're just the Nuggets. Simply put, the Nuggets are the better team. The Wizards did stick with them in the first half. I want to say they were winning at the half or it was tied at the half. Um, but as you look at the third quarter, the Nuggets had thirty nine points in the third quarter. The Wizards had sixteen. So it looks like Michael Malone made adjustments against. Uh, you know, his young protege, his former assistant coach in West Until Jr. Um, and once again, we just didn't know our personnel. I mean, Michael Porter Jr., like you said, you know, he's been a great shooter since high school, you know, coming out um, out of Missouri, played a couple games, but had a back injury. But, yeah, everybody knows he can shoot. And, you know, when these guys get hot, man, they just – we just don't see a lot of adjustments from the Wizards, no face guarding, no denying guys the ball. You know, Anthony Simons hit, what, eight threes against us. A couple nights ago, Keegan Murray hits five threes. Terrence Davis hits five threes. Um, there's always one guy on the other team that hits at least four or five threes or six threes against the Wizards and Michael Porter Jr. Gary Harris last night, uh, five or six threes. So this is just every game somebody goes out there and hits at least five threes against the Wizards, and Michael Porter was that guy tonight. Um, and Jokic is Jokic. I mean, 31 points, 12 boards, seven assists. He took over 12 for 16. Uh, there were times where he barely got off the ground or didn't even jump, and he was getting off with the rebounds, just putting it back in. And um, yeah, he he did take he took Gaff to school a couple times, a couple up and unders, just bodying him, finishing strong around the basket. Um, so I mean, we we kind of knew how this game was going to go with Brad being out and Kuzma being out. Even if those guys were healthy, honestly, uh, it was still going to be an uphill battle. Uh, but that third quarter was really the tail of the tape. And um, I thought Kendrick Nunn did hit he hit he did hit a couple shots tonight, so he provided a little bit of a spark. But of course, that's just not enough. Yeah, I mean. It's, again, we just don't get much from the bench. I feel like Goodwin really made up for that void with, uh, you know, Bill being out, Kuz being out, because it looks like, you know, 
looks like Ku's gonna be out for the rest of the year, man. Just from the, you know the body language, what's going on, um, because he's obviously is a significant injury. So I don't expect to see Ku's again. But uh, yeah, these young guys stepped up. You know, Kispert was a little underwhelming, but you know, Denny came in and he he responded, and, and that's all we asked for, man. You know, his shot. You know, when he's it's just it, with him, it's just confidence. His biggest thing is confidence. When he's confident, man, he he can play some ball. It's just like you said um, last episode, man. When he's down on himself, he really takes himself out the game, you know. But when he's confident, man, we, you know, he had a couple of really nice three pointers tonight. And so this young group, I like it. And really, to me, it showed a lot. It, it showed more with Kuzma and Bill being out of the game, how close they played with Denver because. Look, the ball movement was more fluid. I mean, if you look at the turnovers, well, I believe what we had was seven turnovers. They they had more turnovers we had tonight. So, I mean, the ball movement was more fluid. So, like I said, going forward, man, obviously, you know, there's a lot that could happen between now and next season, especially going into the offseason. But there's a couple of things that really are intriguing to me outside of the young guys. You know, KP really, he was like a silent leader, man. You know, he doesn't need the ball a ton. You know, he made his shots. He had his impact. And I, li- I like, I, I'm not, a part of me is intrigued with a young cast surrounded with him, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm just saying, I, I, I'm really intrigued to see how he does with the young cast going forward. But, you know, just, I'm intrigued, man. You know, the young group really came through. Now, with, now the next step for these young guys, man, is consistency. You know, step your game up a little bit, be more consistent. You know, especially Johnny Davis, start, you know, let 10 points be around your average and go from there. You know, I just want consistency out of this group. But, no, for right now, I'm really intrigued going forward with the squad, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Johnny, he struggled from the three tonight. Didn't didn't knock down any threes. I want to say he shot three. Just looking at the stats, he went what, 0 for 3 from the three. Yeah, he went 0 for 3 from the three. So he took good shots, open wide open shots. Just got to knock him down. Same thing with Denny. He's got to knock him down as well. Um, but we're looking at a couple more stats, and then we'll get to comments. Uh, but before we do get to that, Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM and managing your basketball franchise? Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and assistants, trading and training players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through through free agency in the draft, and all the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and the, and when you want to. Locked on Wizards listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probasketballgm.com. Scan the code or look it up or on the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate Basketball GM, start your dynasty today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so let's look at a couple stats here, and then we'll probably wrap this uh, recap up here. Um, the Wizards, they shot 50% from the field, which is okay, but they shot four for 26 from the three-point line, 15% from the three, so they couldn't hit at home. The Nuggets shot 15 for 32, 46%. 
from the three-point line. They shot 19 for 21 from the free throw line, 90%. So they basically had a 50-40-90 game. Um, they out-rebounded us 41 to, to uh, 38. Uh, they had 28 assists to our 20. They had 10 turnovers. So they had more turnovers than us. Um, they had 48, 48 points in the paint. We had 60, so we improved in that last game. We gave up 100 points in the paint when we played at Denver. Um, their largest lead was 23, and our largest lead was six. Um, so was there anything else from the game that stood out to you or any any numbers, any stats? Um, Outside of being historically bad shooting three-pointers, man. <laughs> I mean, you just couldn't hit the, the raw side of a barn tonight, man. I mean, just – and they, they they hit it all. But, no, like you said, in, in short, man, Denver is just a better team. You know, just it's just what it is right now. You know, Denver's the number one seed in the West for a reason. You know they they look good, man. And, you know they took, you know lately they took a couple you know under the radar L's, man. But overall, they seem to be the favorite coming out of the West. So nah, man, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're three games behind the Bulls right now. Just looking at the standings, and then also if you're looking at lottery odds as well, the Wizards are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They're the seventh worst team in the league, so they have the seventh best lottery odds. They're right behind the Portland Trailblazers. I think they can. It might be able to catch up to the Blazers. There were uh, the Wizards are thirty-two and forty-one. The Blazers are thirty-one and forty. So if the Wizards can lose out. Um, I think they can catch up to the Blazers and uh, and get better lottery odds. They can fool around and possibly get a, a top five pick. They they have they seriously have to lose out. The Magic as well. They're right behind the Magic. Uh, the Magic are thirty and forty-three. So they can get the best they can really do is a top five pick. Is Charlotte? Charlotte's twenty-three and fifty. The Spurs are nineteen fifty three. Houston's of course they're eighteen fifty four, and Detroit sixteen fifty seven. So they can they can mess around and get in that top five spot. And I say, why not? <laughs> I mean, sit Bill, sit Coos, let's roll. I mean, because we, you know, to me, I mean, I guess there's two sides of the coin for this franchise from a fan perspective, right? You got fans who want us to rebuild. I get it. I want them. I get it. But then you have the, you know, they, the, the team is trying to build this core or Bill. Kuzman KP. So I guess what are what do we need? Point guard, right? So I think the easiest way to get a point guard, because obviously we're gonna be number crunching because of the cap, would be the draft. So if I'm the if I'm the Wizards man, and I, I said this before, those two second rounders, man, I'm packaging them suckers, man. I'm trying to get another first rounder, man. Easy. Because this is a loaded draft, man. And this is a draft where you win either way. You know, whether you rebuild uh rebuild, you win because there's a lot of a lot of talent. You know, whether you're trying to retool and bring some guys in who can, A, fit West's system, and B, not have to be guys who are dominant with the ball because you're going to be playing with Bill, Kuz, and KP. But you know, I think we win either way. This is a loaded draft, man. So, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, So, uh, you got anything else you want to cover the game, man? No, we can get some comments. Got you. Um, Before we roll, tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets. Back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. My go-to and my favorite. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash on. That's FanDuel.com slash on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the National Basketball 
Associates. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So let's dig into some comments. And I see we're already starting to style. <laughs> uh, let's see. It's really fandom, man. He's been the talk of the town. Um, I don't know. Some people said, you know, he was trolling, that you were trolling last night uh, with the comment about Denny. But, I mean, what you said about Denny, I think it lit a fire under him. Uh, maybe Denny listened to the show or he might have listened to what Spencer did. Dinwiddie said about Denny in an interview. We'll probably talk about that tomorrow, possibly. Um, but, yeah, it's really fandom says Americans laughed at me when I said Denny was the best player on the team. He has potential to be a better Luka. And this game showed that no Brad or Kuzma or Rui in his way. So, yeah, thank goodness. Thank goodness Rui got traded. Thank you. Kuzma is not available to play. And thank goodness Brad's not available to play. So, finally, Denny's not held back. And he can finally play, and nobody's holding him back. So no excuses. Denny went out there and had a heck of a game, and he showed that he can he can definitely be better than Luka Doncic for sure. I'm sold, Israeli fandom. I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, um, I mean, you definitely lit a fire. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, we I think you know Denny definitely uh, responded, man. But I, I tell you what, man, I, I definitely wish I had. Fans like you for me, man, because I'm telling you, <laughs> you know, better than Luca. I mean, look, th- I guess it was said that when Denny was dropped, matter of fact, that uh, that interview you saw today with uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, that was a comment he made where he said that they said that he was supposed to be the next Luca, mm-hmm. which was which was the comment they was made in the Spencer Dinwiddie interview. Which I don't know how many people who saw that today, and I guess we'll talk about it in um, a little bit, but yeah, I mean. <sighs> <laughs> he's got potential man he does he has potential um but i think what people have to understand man is that denny he was that alpha dog um i think it was maccabee tel aviv was the team he played for in israel um he was that alpha dog man but the thing and and the good thing about the nba man is that you do have a diverse league man you got you know you got guys from the balkans the baltics where we got you know kps from Latvia. You know, you got guys from, you know, all areas of Africa, you know, uh, Siakam, Embiid. So, I mean, I think that's one thing that I like about the league. But you got to understand, man, that the NBA is the top of the top. And you only got so many guys that are top dogs, man. And Luka, man, that, I mean, that's a tall measuring stick, man, because Luka's on a whole nother level, man. So I, I, I hope you're right. You know, I hope you're right. So. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not fair to Denny to compare him to Luka. I think that's just too much. And that's what a lot of people did before the draft. Um, we're just hoping that we get a productive player out of Denny, somebody that can come in and be consistent. Um, I still don't know if he's going to get a second contract next year. It's really not, it's, it's really up in the air. Personally, I don't think he will. Um, I hope he proves me wrong and I hope they can, you know, I hope he, he, he plays, uh, improves next year. He knows what he needs to work on. I think he sat down and did an interview with NBC Sports Washington talking about, you know, you know, dribbling with his left hand and, and you know, being better on the offensive side of the ball. Um, but, yeah, and what Spencer said, 
about, you know, Denny being the next Luca. Uh, I guess that's what Tommy Shepard is saying to him. I guess that's what coaches have said. They said in the building. So that's really, it really shows what the front office thinks about Denny when they drafted him. They probably really thought that he was had the potential to be the next Luka Doncic. And um, they, he, he really, there's, there's a lot of improvement areas for him to be even near Luka Doncic and, there's a lot of good guys coming out that to to be even be compared to Luca is it's just it's just a stretch it really is and it's not fair to him to to be compared to to Luca Doncic it's just not fair to him so I I would never I would never do that um, but I I just want to see Denny be productive and consistent I want to see him do that I think those are the, the building blocks that I want to see for him um, but yeah Israeli fandom like I said I I, I really like your your comments and I, I you know they definitely are intriguing for sure. Um, so yeah, that, that's what I got to say about Denny. I like the way he played tonight though. I want to, I want to see more. Oh, absolutely. He had, he had a really good night, man. So uh, moving on. Uh, Tank for Scoop says, so ready for Monte to go. Man, Monte gave it a lot tonight. Rough night for him. Can't defend a shoot. Has anyone noticed he has a really bad habit of picking up his dribble at half court? Why does he do that so often? Well, yeah, his defense is definitely a detriment. I'm going to say that. You know, he's kind of an undersized guard. And, you know, bigger guards, especially guards with length, he, he struggles against. But his shooting, man, I mean, his shooting is really, you know, he had a string where, you know, he struggled early on and then he got better and then he kind of got into, you know, a, a little bit of a funk. But, you know, his shooting has been decent. But, yeah, him not being consistent with his speed of uh, of how he runs the offense, yeah, can be frustrating. You know, I was hoping this year that Monte can kind of pick up the pace and we could be more of a running team and faster in transition. And, you know, that hasn't really happened. So, you know, I definitely feel that part of him, man. Yeah, it was a rough night for Monte. And I thought he would play a little bit better tonight, you know, with his former team. Um, but he struggled. You know, four for ten from the field. Um, we had ten points. And he had he had an air ball and missed a layup one time. So he, he did struggle tonight. Um so Monte, you know, he, he is what he is. He's a backup point guard, and he does pick up his dribble sometimes. He just can't get by guys. He just doesn't have that quick explosiveness, explosiveness as like a Scoot Henderson. A Scoot, Scoot Henderson is a guy who can get past guys um, off the dribble pretty easily just because he's just super athletic. He's just a, a, a super athlete, and Monte Morris is not that. Um, so he, he's a backup. That's what he is, and we've, we've you know, brought him into a starting role. Um, you know, and he's had some good moments and, you know, he's had some moments where he's just been solid and that's what you're going to get from Monte Morris. So, um, Denny's kingdom says the wizards are racist to Denny. That coach does not know how to utilize him on purpose. Denny should be this team's primary ball handler and score, but the coach only cares about Brad. He's in Denny's way. So that's the stuff right here where I just, I just can't agree with it. I just can't do it because. You know, we can't keep saying that somebody's in Denny's way. The only person that's in Denny's way is Denny himself. He has to get out of his own head. He And he said himself, he's going to stop complaining to refs. I'm excited to see that. I want to see him stop doing that. I want to see him stop getting down on himself as well. Uh, but, yeah, to, to say that somebody's in his way, it, it's just, I don't know. Like, just like Tommy Shepard said, trading Rui to get Denny more playing time, and then Denny goes on a slump, you know, after the turbo run. So nobody's in his way. It's, 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 he's got to look himself in the mirror and get better. And I think he has the tools and the and the the work ethic to to improve as a player. You know, I, I'll say this, man, and I I get it. He has a, a very loyal following, and I think that's dope. But let me say this: you know, being his fans, 
you guys can actually put a lot of pressure on the guy, man. You know, let the guy be a kid. You know, he has enough pressure coming over, you know, because there's not very many ballplayers right now coming from Israel, man. So he's really kind of an ambassador, you know, coming over, being that guy. Um, and he's had all these, like you said, he, he, you know, being called the next Luca is enough pressure, man. You know, I think that just let, let the guy develop, let the guy play, you know, and this was, you know, go from there. So, you know, because like I said, he seemed to me, he seems like a very humble young man and he wants to, he wants to improve. He wants to learn and it's just, you know, and very often not with these type of prospects, man, they have a, a big following. Us as fans can put more pressure on these guys than they need. You know, looking at, I mean, you know, so, I mean, look at Johnny, man, you know, with his draft position, you know, we were, we were ready to call him a bust, man. So, and I mean, look at the last game against the Magic, man. Look at Markel Fultz, man. I could not have went through what that brother went through, man, with this, his shot being jacked up to people making fun of the dude. And for him to work his way back and, and play at the level he's playing, man, my hat goes off to him for that, man. So, yeah, I was trying not to put too much pressure on these young guys, man, because they have enough pressure as it is being 20 to 22 years old and, and a millionaire. So, you know, and, and, and just a public opinion of all their, you know, just – that's all I'm going to say about that, man. You know, I guess I, I dig the compassion, <laughs> you know, the passion. I get it. But we got to be a little realistic. And please, we got to slow down with the, the – there's no racism, man. There's, nobody's racist. It's just, <laughs> come on, man. Like, it, it ain't none of that going on, man. So yeah. let's not do that. There's there's clearly no racism because we know Ted, he, he loves the international uh, media and attention. That's a big reason, you know, they loved, you know, the whole Japan thing going there for Rui. Um, there's Israeli night and, and they've done many things and marketing for Denny Abdi as well. So I think the last thing that, that they are, are, are racist. They've done a lot of things to market Denny and, and, and to market to the national, uh, world media. Yeah, absolutely. You know, especially when you uh, look at Rui, when his time here with the connection to Japan. So yeah, I don't, I don't think that's the case, man. So, uh, let's see. A lot of interesting comments tonight, y'all. Uh, yeah, there's one about Den Witty. Um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about we'll probably talk about that tomorrow about Den Witty. I I just want Den Witty to hold himself accountable, honestly. You know, because he never talks about how he played badly, how he threw up grenade shots, and you know he was you know not playing well. You know he couldn't move. He was a turnstile. He was a cone on defense. And uh, he couldn't get go by. He couldn't go by guys just like Monte Morris. He couldn't get past anybody. He was picking up his dribble at half court as well. He just the knee didn't look right for one, but at the same time, Dinwiddie didn't play well either. So you know he can point fingers and talk about other people and stuff like that. And some of the stuff he did say was true, but he didn't play well either. He really didn't. Yeah, Spencer did what he needed to slow his roll, man. Like, I mean, come on now. You were that guy that was famous for saying, "I got my bag. Now it's time for you to get yours." Come, come on, man. Like, right. you can't. You know, to stop. You know, your time here is over. Just move on, do your thing. So, yeah. And it, it kind of was a shot at Denny a little bit, saying that Denny was supposed to be the next Luca. So, that that, that kind of was an unnecessary, um, you know, stray shot, in, in my opinion. Yeah. And I got that drift too, man. I got, it's like, come on, man. You got to let it go. I mean, because, you know, a lot of his comments, this are kind of confusing. Like, he's trying to say he didn't know what he was getting himself into, but, Look, man, why would you sign a contract if you have no idea what you're getting yourself into? Like, you signed that contract. You know, you you got your bag. You made you, you signed that contract. And then for you to say, well, I didn't know where to, what they're doing. They're confused. You should have known from the get-go they were confused. I mean, I'm a fan, and I know they're confused. So, I mean, I know you knew they were confused. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't buy that, man. 
Yeah, they, they don't know what they were doing. Uh, and there was a lot of guys on the team. You know, Montres Hero, you know, he had the MVP start. You know, he yeah. thought he was the guy. And then, you know, KCP's got to get his touches. Brad's got to get his touches, of course. And Dinwiddie was supposed to be the guy as well. Kuzma. So it was a lot of guys, a lot of Eagles in the locker room just went crazy. Fights, Bertans, and Denny, and it was just chaos. And then, you know, Wes is just, you know, he, he's a first-year head coach, and he just doesn't have the really the authority to to command a locker room at that time. Kind of, he's still working on that on that now, honestly. So, um, But OBJ to Don, uh, you got to go to his Twitter. He put up a picture of us from last night with a comment from Israeli Kingdom, what he said about Denny. Uh, he said Tommy was – uh, on something, if he believed Denny was the next Luca. So yeah, I mean, and that that's that's what stood out to me from Denny, from Denny's comments is that the front office must have really believed, and they might have said that somebody must have said that to him, honestly, for Denny to come out and say that. Well, I mean, it tells you what is pretty obvious to most of us, man. Outside of the real loyal win now fan club, man, which is they have no direction. Like they have no direction. They're they're trying to piece together a bunch of pieces from miscellaneous sources and, and try to win it, and it's just. You know, that's the, and that's the frustrating part, man. You know, I really felt like when they made the choice to stick with Bill as that guy, as the new face of the franchise, they should have rebuilt right then on the spot. But they didn't. And, and, and they tried to piece together a team where it's just – so, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what their vision is. So, <laughs> mm, Right. Uh, somebody else said a great loss. Michael Wilder said great loss tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> For the soft tank, I do think they're finally. I think they're finally waving the white flag right now, and um, you know, with Brad being out with knee soreness, uh, when I saw he was questionable earlier today, I was like, yeah, they're waving the white flag for sure. And then Kuzma, like you said earlier, I don't think he's going to play another game this year. Um, and if they're really in a playoff push, I, I do. I I really feel like Bill would have Brad would have played, especially with the way he played last night. You know, just being competitive. You know, you have such a really underwhelming game like that. I feel like you would want to bounce back from. Losing to the Magic and only putting up 16 points and fouling out. Yeah, I mean, you notice that, you know, Brad has a lot of these little rest games where it's just, mm-hmm. you know, knee pain. So, I don't know, you know, they might sit him down too. I mean, at this point, why not? It's nine games left. You, we're clearly not, you know, we could try to fight in for the plan. I don't see the point. I just, I think we should really see what these young guys can do, especially, you know, look at a uh, comment from Matt. I'm interested in quitting Huff and Goodwin. If we rebuild, I don't think we are completely done for. No, I think we ha- do have a foundation. You know, we do have a foundation, but you know, I think that there's going to be a lot of hard decisions this offseason, man. I think this franchise, for the first time in <laughs> three to four years, are are going to be forced to look into the mirrors and really look at what is the vision, what are we trying to do here. So, right. Yeah, I'm ready to see the young guys too. But we'll wrap it up. We're most likely going to be on here tomorrow. So we're going to um, have a nice episode for you guys tomorrow. I just want to thank you guys for listening and making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now, make sure you guys check out the Game to Game podcast. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Brandon, is there anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? Ah, no, sir. Um, real quick, we are very close to 3,000 subscribers on YouTube, so definitely like, subscribe, comment below, and hit that notification button because we be putting out dope videos all the time. And definitely check out me and my dude, the real Ed Oliver, on Twitter and Instagram. We always chopping it up on game days and off days, especially in off season. We're gonna be talking about the draft and free agency a lot. 
So definitely check it out. So, nah, man, I'm good. Appreciate y'all. Y'all have a blessed night. Yes, sir. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 